0: Before we start this episode, I thought I'd tell you that I've got a new book out. Yes, another one. This one is to help coaches supercharge their coaching capability through reflective journaling. Coaching Journal, a guide and journal, walks you through the process by, well, providing you with a guide and some structured reflective models. So pop over to Amazon and get this quick, practical and insightful book today to start your journey towards a more successful professional practice. What would you put in your backpack if you had a new coaching engagement but could only take a limited number of items? Each week, the Coach's Backpack looks at the multifaceted world of coaching and asks a new guest to tell us what they would take with them and why. Hi, I'm David Lowe, and this week we're taking a peek inside the backpack of Barrett Elizabeth from Emotive Agility Training. Welcome, Barrett.
1: Thank you, David. I'm excited to be here.
0: We're excited to hear how you would describe what you do, Barrett in under 20 words
1: ah okay sure I did a little word count check before this on my document just kidding
0: the podcast well (laughs) it it just cuts off if you go over 20 words we just end it straight there it's going to be the shortest episode shoot
1: all right well (laughs) I well I am actually I'm an emotive agility coach and um, I train super-driven professionals who have social anxiety to become athletes of emotion during those difficult conversations and presentations that can shape the direction of their lives. Was and that don't worry, I, don't, I didn't
0: count. I've got no idea. <laughs> but I like that athletes of emotion. Yes. Well, we're going to dig more into this as we go through. So, here is the scenario, Berit. You've been asked to coach a new client you're limited to what you can take with you. So don't worry, you've got your essentials, you've got your clothes, your toothbrush, your running spikes. But in addition to that, you can take one book, one tool, technique, concept, method, approach, one other item of your choice, plus one person from the past or the present to accompany you. So, Berit Elizabeth, what would you take (laughs) and why?
1: I'm excited. I feel like I'm a spinoff of survivor. Like I'm going to an Island, but this I've got a surprise coaching client. Do I understand it? Right.
0: Yeah. You don't know who they are.
1: I don't know who they are, but I am there to train them and help them become an athlete of their emotion or as I like to say, also increase their emotional fitness. So here's the book I would bring. It is called an acrobat of the heart, a physical approach to acting inspired by the work of Jerzy Grotowski. And this is written by Stephen Wong. Not sure if I pronounce his last name correctly. The reason I say athlete of emotion is I believe there's a super strong intrinsic connection between emotions and our physicality. Like emotions are physical. So, this book, I'll just explain why I would take this book. Because the client that I meet on this island, we would be using warm up exercises from this book. Stephen Wong is a theater director. And in this book, he is describing the acting warm-up exercises that he did with actors in a studio, wide open studio, lots of space. So I would need like space on this island, you know, hardwood floor studio. And he's got a list of exercises that are physical exercises that are so keen at basically cracking through the bullshit <laughs> of fakeness that people tend to feel when they're acting or they're put on the spot. And a lot of my clients are preparing for high pressure interviews or presentations they're giving, right? And so there's these physical actions that when you do these exercises, it really clears away any of that sort of tension and fakeness and has a way of bringing out authenticity without saying a word. Jerzy Grotowski is the guy who this book is in the title The Exercises Are Inspired by Him. He's my guru that I fell in love with while I was studying my theater degree in directing. So he is the Polish theater director who has since passed in the 90s, super innovative, all about physical and psychophysical theater methods. So i bring that book because the warm-up exercises are coming out of that book.
0: Awesomeness. Now I know this is a podcast, but is there one that you could describe? for us to get a feel of these exercises from this book?
1: This, this is a good question. So there's one called the cat, and it is it is very hard to describe, but it's similar to downward facing dog in yoga, but in constant motion. So it's kind of like an undulating of the spine, like articulating every vertebrae in the, in the spine, twisting left, twisting right. And I believe like when we try to take a different perspective with our mind, That also happens if you actually take a different perspective with your body. Like all of a sudden you're facing the floor where you don't usually move left and right during the day. We're always like forward oriented. Right. So it's a hard one to describe on a podcast, but I'd be happy to send you a link and try to try to find some pictures of it.
0: For the subscribers of our newsletter. Maybe you could do a, a video of you doing it, and we could uh, we could send it out. Now, how's that about putting you on the spot, or a <laughs> video of someone else? But um, I'm hoping, Barrett, when people are doing this, they have to meow as well.
1: <laughs> no, no, David, now you're now you're missing the point. It's to go inward, not to pretend you are a cat.
0: <laughs> ah, okay, okay. If, I was if, thinking it was breaking that 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 barrier of the,
1: the of wanting yeah. to
0: hide away.
1: You know what? Yes. And (laughs) I'll use an improv exercise. Yes. And yes, you can meow while you do the cat. But think of these as like the exercises you use when warming up for a football game. Right. Like there's these are drills. So this is not the practice. This is not the technique. This is just what can we do to relieve tension in the body in areas we don't even know we're holding it.
0: Okay, so I could meow if I was doing it, but I'd be the only one meowing, is basically what you're saying.
1: (laughs) If your body is telling you to meow, take it away.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't know what to say to that, so let's move on. Okay, thank you for that choice. Uh, Where are you going next?
1: All right, you may be surprised to hear this, but the other thing I will be putting in my backpack, David, is painter's tape. The reason I'm bringing painter's tape is that the approach that I've developed, a mode of agility training, is based on a technique that requires a grid to be placed on the floor. So I will, I need this painter's tape because the studios that I work in, I never want to damage them. And if you use scotch tape, there's the risk that the tape will never come off, and I will never be invited back to work in that studio. So I don't know what kind of floors you have on this island, but I would bring blue painter's tape to outline a grid on the floor. and that actually leads me to my next item. (laughs) But this grid is about like, let's say it's like, oh, 12 feet, what is this? Three meters, four meters (laughs) on every side and it's a square. And then there are nine squares on the floor that one can step into, kind of like picture a giant hopscotch. So I would bring my painter's tape um, to create this grid on the ground.
0: So, okay, well look, you've, you've dropped a hint there um of the fact that it's connected to your technique so i feel we should we should roll on
1: yes so the the technique i would bring with me is called rasa boxes and it's developed by richard chekner who is a experimental theater director and professor at tisch school at nyu and he was my mentor so rasa boxes is the technique that i would bring and it requires this grid on the floor And Rasa is this concept from ancient Indian theater that is energy you feel when I physically express an emotion. So remember, I told you I'm very passionate about the fact that emotions are physical. And so in ancient Indian theater, the idea was for the actor to express an emotion with his or her body language and create a banquet of different emotional flavors for the audience to absorb. So Richard Chechner created Rasa boxes. It requires this grid, which I create with painter tape, and my technique, Emotive Agility, is a modification of this type of Rasa boxes for non-actors. To put it in perspective, there is this concept called the power pose, which Amy Cuddy, mm. Harvard Business School professor, yep, yeah, she gave her most famous TED talk on this, the power pose, yeah. To give like a frame of reference, she's saying that just by holding that pose for two minutes, there's postural feedback that happens there, and that people who do that report feeling more powerful, more confident, right? Think of Rasa Boxes as eight more poses. <laughs> like, eight more poses in addition to that one. There are the grid on the floor has a different space on the floor to step into and hold a different emotional pose using face, posture, breath, movement, and tone of voice. I am obsessed with her concept. When I heard it, I felt so gratified to hear and and thrilled to see that there was an academic out there researching this concept because what I do is based in theater, but I never wanted to make people feel uncomfortable who weren't actors. You know, like I never want to make anyone feel like now you're stepping into this acting studio. You have to go so far outside of your comfort zone because that just shuts people down. So I would bring this Ross Boxes technique and out of this grid, we would do a series of emotive agility
0: exercises.
1: Each one of those teaches a different type of skill with your emotions. I'll I'll give you an example of of three, if if that makes sense. Brilliant. Okay. So one of them is the ability to let go of emotions, just letting go. And so one of the exercises on the grid is physicalizing the emotion with your face, posture, breath, movement, and sound. If you want to meow, so be it, and then dropping that. So how do we completely step into an emotion and then completely drop it from our posture? And so the act of getting in and out of that is very athletic. A measure of fitness for athletes is, you know, being able to do something intense and a quick heart rate recovery. So you spike your heart rate by doing, by sprinting up a a hill, and the faster your heart rate goes back down to normal, the higher your fitness level. So we actually practice engaging in an emotion in an intense way and then letting go. So that's one skill. Another skill is relating, you know, engaging in an emotion, watching the impact on somebody else and speaking to a person from different emotional areas on the floor, different emotional body language postures and actually noticing how it impacts their reaction and adapting to that.
0: We're talking about empathy in this one, right? Yes,
1: yes, empathy and, and awareness. So sometimes we don't know that we're coming across as angry and we're not angry, right? So empathy and also watching the other person's reaction. And indeed by imitating it, you can start to feel what they feel and empathize and notice, mm, like, why did they react that way? Why did my ang- why did my expression make them scared? <laughs> you know, for example. So the rasas, there are eight main rasas. One of them is like the power pose. It's called vira. They're all in Sanskrit because it's from ancient Indian theater. And there, I think of them as like the periodic table of emotions. So there is, in addition to confidence and courage, there's sadness, anger, fear, curiosity love, and joy, happiness. So it's interesting to describe on a podcast. (laughs) um, But
0: I think you've done a marvelous job.
1: Great. (laughs) In my mind's
0: eye, I can see the grid.
1: I'm glad you can see it. Okay.
0: I don't know where they all are. Is the position of them significant, of where they are in the grid?
1: Uh, No, it's not. Great question. It's not significant. When I would do it in an acting studio, we would approach the grid and... We would start drawing within each grid on the floor because the, you know, the, the studio floor is like a black box theater. And so we would just draw the names of each, each rasa in the square and then start writing English words or pictures that we associate with it. And it mattered not at all where they were placed on the grid. They all have Sanskrit names, which I love. I gave them to you in English but if you hop into the one called raudra that's anger and if you express it at a very high intensity another one of the emotive agility skills is being able to deliberately wind up the intensity or wind down the intensity of your emotions so emotion regulation you know people people struggle with that and i'm not going to say that anger is always a bad thing some some women in particular that i know of course myself included in the past have trouble expressing anger especially if somebody is talking down to you and maybe they're in a power position that's your boss or or someone you highly respect you can you can become a bit of a doormat sometimes and that's not really who you are but you have trouble expressing how pissed off you are right so side note but just being able to physically express the intensity and then wind it down you would do that by stepping from one Rasa to the next. And now I realize why I was saying that. (laughs) Because I love the Sanskrit word, because Raudra can be anger, but it can also be just being slightly annoyed, which is very different than being totally furious. And those are all Raudra. So that's why I stick with the Sanskrit.
0: That's nice. So we could go on for hours, I feel, talking about this, but I'm going to have to move us on. So I think you're only left to choose your person, uh, who you're taking with you.
1: Yes, yes. If I were going to be super creative and write a book or something, I would bring. I would love to bring Salvatore Dali because you said that <laughs> I could bring anyone, dead or alive. Yeah, now, sure. since I'm going to coach someone, he's not my choice. I, my colleague David Caruso developed um the emotional intelligence assessment called the Meyer Salovey Caruso emotional intelligence assessment i would bring him because he invited me to lead a workshop with him at wharton school of business with business students before and he he has developed an assessment for emotional intelligence and he speaks so well and he's an international trainer to the topic of how emotions are so important in absolutely every decision we make and every situation we make. So David Crusoe is brilliant at mapping how applicable these emotional skills are to very specific professional scenarios, such as like giving a performance review or managing people remotely. And if this client, this mystery client on this island were to have the best experience, I would bring David Crusoe along as we did applied exercises from the grid to those situations that this client was struggling with. So that's who I bring.
0: So Barrett, your backpack is all packed. Just as a point, you've decided this is an island, by the way, I didn't mention an island. You were just going off to some place. Well, you said it was like Survivor and you were off like an island, but so you've you've put the island idea in here, but it doesn't matter, it could be anywhere, right?
1: Oh, I, oh. It was an island, yeah. That is where I pictured this. I completely pictured it on an island. Oh, that's so funny. That's fine. I'm absolutely on an island. There's no question in my mind you sent me to an island.
0: Well, (laughs) I feel that when I ask you where you're hoping to go to next, that it might be an island. But yeah, if where where do you hope that you are or are not going on this mystery gig?
1: Mm, I hope that I'm going to an island.
0: I knew and you were going to say that somehow.
1: You knew I was going to say that, but actually, in 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 a if to answer theoretically, I want to be going to yoga studios. Like I want this to be a, a wellness practice. I want to turn this into a wellness practice, and that is offered at yoga studios. So I, I think of rasas as asanas of emotion, and yoga studios are all about asanas and poses. So I think emotional fitness should be just a practice, not something we do when we have a crisis. I think like working on our mental health, our anxiety, our emotions, it should be something we do like we go to the gym. So I would hope that I'm heading towards yoga studios.
0: On a beach, on an island. The one last question for you, what would you want to make sure is not going in this backpack?
1: This is one I need to think about. So... What is not going in the backpack distraction, you know I. When I work with someone I I want to be like being present is the most important thing to me, not just fit you know physically present energetically present. I would have that phone that phone see how I refer to it my phone off and away i've started putting it outside of my bedroom every night when I sleep it and so when I, if I'm working professionally, anything that is there to offer distraction to me or to the client would kind of break our pact. I would, I would want to make a pact with the client that we're here to do work. We've set a defined amount of time with between these two boundaries. We will begin at this time. We will end at this time. And this is entirely about this person's evolution and personal exploration, it's like a laboratory for this one to explore their emotions and hopefully at the end have tangible takeaways to apply to that difficult interview they're facing or that presentation they have to give or that horrible conversation they have to have with their parents, for example. That, Whatever it is, I, I would want complete dedication to that time we spend together. And I would make sure that any events going on in my life that could distract me I wouldn't have any connection to them for that time. So the phone.
0: Awesome. Barrett Elizabeth, thank you very much for being our guest.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun concept and so fun to talk to you. Thanks.
0: Well, and one last question I do have for you is, if people want to know more, where can they go?
1: Sure. They can go to my website. It is emotiveagility.com. And they can get a guide on RASA and how to use RASA apply that to your everyday life scenarios
0: brilliant we shall put a link in the show notes for people to to find that as well well thank you again and thank you for joining us on this episode of the coach's backpack if you would like extra goodies such as free tools offers further info about our guests and maybe even the odd peek inside their actual backpack sign up to our mailing list at thecoachesbackpack.com and don't forget to follow the podcast too see you next time